Hey, listeners, I've got a new website, podpage.com forward slash because I want to know. There, you can listen to all my episodes, whether you listen on Apple or Spotify, it'll take you straight to your app. And you can also leave me a voicemail. If you would like me to cover a certain subject, just leave a little message for me and I'll get it. And finally, there is a donation button if you'd like to help me out via PayPal. Um, Any little bit helps and it'll keep the podcast going and all my subscriptions up to date. Thanks so much. And you guys are killing it on the reviews and ratings. And I just can't thank you enough. And uh, happy listening. Welcome to Because I Want to Know, the podcast where we get into people's heads and find out how their choices in life has affected them. My name is Leslie Fear. I'm your host. So let's get into it, shall we? Hey, everyone. Today I'm joined with Aaron Goldenberg. He's an actor, a writer, content creator. He's also based in Atlanta. Many of his TikTok sketches and duets have gone viral. He's even been featured on BuzzFeed and Associated Press. Welcome to the show, Aaron. Thanks for having me, Leslie. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so happy to have you on my show. We met just yesterday, and it was very organic. (laughs) And we were both on Clubhouse, and that is the new sensation right now for entrepreneurs or people that want to be guests on shows or podcasts or whatever. You and I just kind of hit it off, and I have never had an actor on my show yet. And to me, that's a very, very unique niche and job. So tell me what got you into this. Well, I have always wanted to be an actor, really, since I was a young kid. For me, I know that a lot of the journey was, I don't want to say stifled by my location, but, you know, it it wasn't ideal living in Miami and wanting to be in TV and film, because although there are projects that shoot there, you know, definitely in, in my time growing up, there were many things going on. It's not... LA, New York, or now what Atlanta is, which is why I moved here. So for me, really, my career has taken off in a new way since moving here. To be honest with you, and I've lived in Atlanta, I had no idea, you know, because I'm actually close to Austin as well, because I'm in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. It wouldn't be my first thought and my first inkling to go, oh, Atlanta is where you need to be if you're an actor. I didn't even think of Atlanta. I mean, yeah, you're right. LA, New York, even Austin. But what made you go to Atlanta? I know it's a little closer to Miami. Yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was one reason. It's it's closer to home. Also, I, I like the weather here. I like the people here. I did sort of a recon trip before officially deciding to move because I had so many friends moving from South Florida to Atlanta and then saying, Aaron, you've got to come here. Like the business is booming, very much thanks to the tax incentives that uh, the government put into place for our state. And then also, we just had a lot of really hardworking people, and Georgia also is lush with different kinds of landscapes and everything. So, you know, just as a um, comparison, again, South Florida to, to Georgia, South Florida, you are lucky to find a hill, let alone mountains or forest or <laughs> right. you know, any, anything like that. So as far as locations, Georgia really is able to double as so many places that it's not. I mean, there are entire Marvel films and television shows that shoot the entire thing in Georgia, you know, and those movies sometimes take place all over the world. And obviously sometimes they travel for stuff, but yeah, so I came and visited. I stayed with a friend for a month and a half and I just started getting on different sets. For me, that was extra work 
just to be able to like meet people and be on different locations and everything and kind of see what the vibe was like here. And immediately I just really loved it. And I also was able to tell how many projects were shooting here. That was back in 2018, I believe, is when I did my my trip here. So the thing that finally kind of clicked with me is, you know, acting is very unlike most industries in that you don't always have a job. So I had lots of friends, you know, moving to what felt like random places like Minnesota or Iowa or whatever because they got a job there, you know, just a normal like 40-hour full-time sort of thing. And I never thought of acting that way for whatever reason. I just kind of always felt like, well, wherever I am, I'll be able to succeed. But it finally clicked with me, like, no, you've got to go where the work is, just like your friends are doing right. for, for their jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's finally what I decided to do. And one of the main reasons for coming to Atlanta instead of New York or L.A. is because although I have a lot of stuff on my resume, whether that's TV, film, commercials, the theater, I've been working for a long time. But as of right now, there are not those recognizable TV and film names on there. You know, most of the the things I've done are indie, which I'm so grateful for. I've loved my experiences and everything. But from what I've heard, it's a lot more difficult in places like New York and L.A. to take off or even to get an agent without certain things on your resume. So I felt like whether I decide to stay in Atlanta forever or just kind of start off my career here, it seems like a really nice next bet because there are a lot of actors that are coming here to build their resume and are having a lot of luck doing it. Yeah, you know, Atlanta is, first of all, it's beautiful. All the pine trees, you know, I, you know, and then you've got Stone Mountain, you've got all, and then all the lakes, and then you're really pretty close to, you know, South Carolina, North Carolina, which are the Smoky Mountains. So you're in, you're in a beautiful location already. And you're right, the weather, honestly, the weather in Atlanta is a lot like Dallas-Fort Worth. I don't know if you know that. I did not. Yeah, I mean, you're a little bit more humid than we are, but you guys get snow, you guys get ice, you guys get all the cold weather we get as well because we're in the far north part of texas it's not like austin it's not like houston but it's really not about that right now so let me ask you something (laughs) else you know i'm a gemini and we just get sidetracked so first of all when i was watching your tiktok videos they're hilarious and you do duets which is like with another like actor or a friend or whoever it is that you're doing them with and they're so funny but you're writing I got to talk to you about your writing. It's fantastic. Where are your skits for SNL when they need them? Because sometimes they work. No, I'm not even kidding. One writer to another. A lot of people are like to me, I say a lot of people, some people are like, Leslie, your stories would be fantastic movies. And I know everybody says that about every writer, but I write what I would want to read. And I wasn't seeing that when I was reading. I've, I've been a voracious reader my whole life. So when I started writing my books, I'm sure you did the same thing when you started writing sketches. You were doing things you wanted to watch. So tell me how you started creating these because you went viral. You've got like almost 500,000 followers, I think, on TikTok. And I don't even know on Instagram. I didn't even check. I mean, you're making money on this because you're fantastic at this. So tell me about all that. First of all, thank you for the compliment. I, I try to do the same thing whenever I see a, another content creator who, you know, a, as an actor and content creator, I'm also an editor, 
with all these things. So whenever I see a friend who put a lot of work into a video, I try my best to be like, hey, I don't know how well this video is going to do, but I just want to say, like, I see you. I see how much hard work that was. Right. I thought it was great. So, yeah, I appreciate that coming from another writer. Um, Yeah, I really got into writing in my early teens. I would not say that I was good. In fact, I did a Instagram, an IGTV segment with some other TikTokers recently where we we had a segment called Aaron's Awful Adolescent Screenplays. So we would (laughs) go back and read old things that I wrote as a teen, and some of them are just horrifying and horrible and hilarious. But for me, it's fun to, you know, sort of poke fun at the journey. But the fact that you came out and thought, hey, first of all, it's a little self-deprecating. We all love that. That's funny. Mm -hmm. But it's also the fact that you thought of it. You know, and just like the dad ones, you know, where you play your dad or a dad. And it's, they're just so, to me, those are just so funny because I have kids, you know, my kids are obviously younger than you, but you know, I got a 21 and a 23 year old. I'm kind of telling you how old I am now, but um, you know, all of the things you do or say, it's like, oh yeah, yeah. Jason would say that to me. Yeah. Jessica would say that to me too. So the fact that you're thinking outside the box always, because you have to stay one step ahead of the game, don't you? Yeah, it's it, and it's hard not to overthink TikTok and, right, and um, right. like I was mentioning yesterday, the the algorithm right now. I don't know what the numbers are going to be like when this episode is released, but right now the algorithm is really struggling with my content. But I've got enough people around me with good heads on their shoulders and supportive friends that I can go to and be like, "Hi, I am feeling really frustrated today." But I'm also, like you said, I'm I'm still making money with it. I'm doing ads. I'm, Absolutely. I'm very grateful for everything. Um, but I think the way that I try to look at it is not simply that I'm obsessing over the numbers, but if it's my business, of course I'm going to care what the views are like because that gets my face out there more. It potentially puts me in front of casting directors and agents and fellow actors and creatives and people that I would love to work with. Absolutely, so yeah. It's not so much an ego thing with the numbers, it's my business. So when you feel kind of helpless with what the numbers are and you put all this work into it. But yeah, you mentioned SNL earlier. And yes, oh my gosh, I would love, love, love to be on something like SNL or... Even if it was just a writing Even something like The Office. Oh, um, right, right. where, Where people were series regulars and also on the writing staff. I would love a gig like that in the future. And whether that's something that comes from me being one of the showrunners and, and like creators of the show, or if it comes, you know, another way, that's a huge dream of mine for sure. Well, and you're showing off your talent. You know, you, you've done video editing. You've worked in, I believe, radio as well. Um, mm-hmm. And so you've done a lot of the background scene and all of the the homework on that part already. So now going into it, and of course you've always acted since you were, I think in church and you did some plays and all the things. Mm -hmm. So yeah. And I'm sure that's a whole other story, but, (laughs) but yeah. But the thing is when you are acting and it's kind of like on Schitt's Creek, you know how like they kind of overact a little bit, but to me, it's so much funnier that way because it's so not Mm -hmm. supposed to be taken seriously to me. Those, I, but I love that. I'm not kidding. I love that. You know, we all love the dramas. We all love all those. You know, we, we've got Netflix and all that for that. But right now in this funky age we're in and everything's just so up in the air and everything's just crap right now in the world, I turn on your show or your channel on TikTok and I can go through them and I'm laughing my, my butt off. I'm not kidding. And I'm not just buttering your bread. I'm telling you the truth. It's so funny. And it's so well written. 
And I don't have people on my show unless I really do my homework and unless I really think, okay, this is a guy I want on my show. And it only took me a day to figure that out. And I asked you and you were like, sure. So where would you like this to take you? Obviously, maybe into film or something else. But do you want to stick with TikTok? Or are you kind of enjoying this part of your creativity? Yeah, I mean, I love TikTok and the creative outlet that it's provided me. Right. I think, you know, obviously, if I was on set every day, which I, I hope to get to a point where that's happening, whether it's a, you know, a recurring role or a series regular or something, I might need to take a little break. Um, I know we all know and love Sarah Cooper last year with her lip syncs that, that blew up on TikTok oh, right. Twitter <laughs> and all that. Yeah. You know, and she, I, I just looked at her channel, I think, today or yesterday, and I saw that she hasn't posted anything since October. So I can only imagine that for her, it was like, well, TikTok, thank you for getting me to where I am, but I uh, am working on other stuff. And that's, I remember her putting out a, a message similar to that when she started working on that next Netflix special that they released. Right. You know, of like, hey guys, thank you so much. I know I haven't posted anything recently, but it's because you guys have been so great that now I'm actually like working on something that I'm really excited about. So yeah, I hope to get to that place, but I also hope to be able to stay engaged with fans in a personal way on things like TikTok and Instagram and, you know, whatever else comes up. I, I'm loving Clubhouse so far. I'm already sort of like brainstorming how I can get more involved there or start a, you know, a room that's recurring, whether that's about TikTok or acting or, yeah, I think we are foolish if we rule out any marketing tool. And I love TikTok, you know, for the creative connections. I've made so many different like right friends, whether they're they're Broadway actors. I don't know if you know the actor Sean Whalen, but he's been in so many things over the years. And we connected over TikTok like back in, I want to say June or July. And like we were just on the phone this morning. This is an, an actor that has like over 100 credits on IMDb right. and yeah. who has been in so many movies that I know and love. And I'm just like, and and I'm talking with this guy, and I can call him a friend. And <laughs> Isn't like, it great? You know, I'm not saying that, like, you know, I only want to talk to him because I think it's going to lead somewhere, but, like, it could, and I'm open to that. And, and just so many opportunities like that have come around and well Aaron let's be honest I mean I'm on TikTok I mean I'm a I'm a 50 year old woman I'm on TikTok I'm on Instagram I'm on and people are like what are you doing and I'm like listen to me this is free social media for me for my books and for my podcast yeah. and if I don't take advantage of those things clubhouse whatever it is I'm not doing myself a service because no matter what my new book that's coming out March 15th, it's a paranormal romance set in New Orleans. It's through Lady Boss Press. I'm telling you, they're doing it and they're putting it on Instagram and they're putting it on the stories and the reels. I better get on the ball. And so, so my friends, they don't care. You know, they can hide me, whatever they need to do on Facebook or whatever. But my whole reason I do that is because I'm taking advantage of a free service. This is free for us. So why not, you know? And look at the connection you made with this this new friend of yours. And of course, be friends. And if he can get you in the door to somewhere else, because I know you've done a lot of stand-ins for films. So tell me about that, because I was listening to you on a podcast, and you've been in some pretty dang impressive films in the background scene. So tell me about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, for those people that don't know, stand-in work is a position on set that allows main actors to go back to their trailer and get makeup done or, you know, practice your lines or whatever and not have to stand on set for the 30 minutes to two hours that it takes to set up a scene or a certain right. shot with all the cameras and lighting and everything. So they hire stand-ins to do that for you. So 
Um, you know, you've got to be typically they want somebody around the same height or the same look. Doesn't really matter age or sex. Uh, always, you know, sometimes they will, you know, gender bend if if, if they need to for a stand-in if it's a good match. But right, like I stood in for Sir Ben Kingsley on Iron Man three, and um, That's so cool. That is so cool. I, I, <laughs> oh God, it was it was just so cool. I mean, that was the first and only question mark Marvel set that I've been on. But it's still so it, cool. <laughs> Oh my gosh, yeah. I literally the first time they yelled action, I had a mini anxiety attack because I was like, ah, I'm I on a Marvel set and they just called action. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, and then there's one, I don't, I don't know if you've seen the film, but there's one like really big, powerful speech that Ben Kingsley gives. And I think that's in the trailer where he's like, you know, intimidating them and talking about the attacks that are coming and everything. And I was in the room when he shot that scene. Wow. And I remember almost ruining the take because I just involuntarily was about to burst out laughing and laughing not because I thought it was funny, but because I was so overwhelmed with the emotions going on. I was like, I am in the room with Oscar winner Serbian and Kingsley and I'm his standard and he's acting his fucking pants off. <laughs> this is amazing. Oh my God. Yeah. So grateful to be here. So yeah, being a stand-in, I love that. And I know that you were saying earlier, you know, that must be a great way sometimes to, to get in the door on set. And I, right. I for sure have seen different stand-ins actually get speaking roles because what's the great thing about being a stand-in is that you are on camera all the time. You are on camera sometimes more than the actors are, and they're able to see what you look like, and occasionally, depending on the show or the movie, what you act like, because they sometimes will have you like run through the scene, especially if there's movement in the scene. See, I didn't walk even, through things, and I didn't even think of that. Maybe they'll have you say the lines yeah. because there's timing. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I've got a my roommate was a stand-in on The Haunting of Hill House, which is this beautiful, amazing horror show on Netflix. Are you kidding? Yeah. Oh, God. Of course I loved it. One of my favorite things. It was, oh, God. I mean, I'm sure we could do a whole podcast just fangirling over Haunting Hill House. (laughs) Um, I'll send you a picture. He's actually got a a bottle of wine that they gave everybody as a, a parting gift for the set, and it says Crane Family private reserve <laughs> like, oh my gosh really that is great thing. yeah oh, so wow. he he yeah. still has not opened this bottle but for the stand-ins on that show they actually had for every scene they had them act it all the way through and especially for episode six where there were the you know the, the continuous shots for so long what they did is they rehearsed only with the stand-ins i think for a month and then wow. they had the main actors come in and like learn the uh the choreography and everything and wow. I mean, just what a opportunity to to have that. And well, you're my, right my because will... yeah, because you're right because what they do is they're standing there, you know, whatever they're doing. I guess you said he's more of a stand-in, but they're seeing you or him or whoever it is doing your acting. Sometimes you have to say the lines or whatever you do, but they're actually seeing a whole different side. I bet you sometimes they're like, wait a minute, this guy's actually better than the person we have. Um, Maybe we should reconsider our choices. I mean, I don't know if that ever happens, but yeah. I've seen that. I have seen that for sure. There was a a movie I did in Miami where there was a stand-in and that was my first day on set. I thought the stand-in was the main actor. Really? Because... Yeah. He was just so good. And then they brought in the main guy who did the scene very differently. And I don't want to say wrong because I, you know, I'm not the director. Maybe they wanted it more that direction anyway. Right, right. But I remember thinking, like, damn, that's, that's stand-in. Like, 
took advantage of that moment for himself. Like that, that was his audition. I actually and remember. why wouldn't he? I mean, this is what he really loves. Yeah. I mean, you know, all they're going to do is, is waste 15 minutes of their time. But think about the advantages he would have and think about the kind of things he could do for himself. Of course. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And at the same time, there is that balance of like, not every set is like that. Sometimes they really just want you to stand there yeah. and they don't <laughs> want you to overact or try to distract or have your spotlight and you have to adapt to each set and give them what they need and what they want. Sure. Um, right. For one of the last sets that I was a stand-in on, which is a, a show here in Atlanta, I had a pretty cool experience because they did want us to say the lines and this is a show that I've actually auditioned for multiple times for speaking roles. So in the back of my mind, I was like, okay, cool. This is like an extra audition that my agent like doesn't need to get me. Um, yeah. <laughs> and the scene was a little bit funny, which is, you know, a sweet spot of mine. The person like asked me the question and then I said whatever the punchline was and kind of gave them a weird look. Like, why are you still standing there? I don't remember what the line was or anything, but they cut and then the entire crew, like, bust out laughing. And that's like the best I heard thing the ever. <laughs> I heard one of the producers go, see, that's just a funny line. Like, anybody can say it, and it's funny. Oh. And I was like, mm, or I'm a good actor. Or you're Maybe a good actor. No, you're really good. No. And that's the thing. There is a side to this, though. There's an ugly side to everything. And I know that there have been probably actors or actresses. We call them all actors. I know that. But I'm just trying to gender make everybody know sure. that they're not just female or, or males doing this, that maybe aren't the best uh, behaved. Um, I have a feeling uh, most of them are. I have a feeling most of them are lovely people, but I'm sure you've yeah. run across that because here's the deal. You and I, I, I'm in the spotlight with my podcast and my books and you know the, some of my TikTok videos. I don't have the, the audience you do. I'm not doing this to be famous. I'm doing it because I love it. Sure. You're doing this because you love it. You're in the presence of Sir Ben Kingsley because you were, first of all, going nuts. You were even there, but you loved it. Everything about that. But have you come across, you know, the not so great? I mean, what is your experience? Has it, has it deterred you yeah. at all or what's been going on with that? I, I will say that there, uh, the majority of performers that I have come across are wonderful people. They're grateful to be there. Sure. And sure, there are the occasional conversations of like, wow, we are not getting paid enough to do what we're being asked to do today. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, we're out in the cold, we're, you know, or the yeah. heat or whatever. Sure. And like, you know, guys, can we get an umbrella? Can we get like, can we get a break for a minute? Right. You know, so there's, there's going to be those general things. Sure. I don't really count that as like being a sourpuss or, or not being great to work with. Right. You know, you've got to express your needs as well. But yeah, occasionally there are like the people that when they walk onto set, everybody's kind of on eggshells because there's sort of a, a fear in the back of their minds that this person is going to walk off the set mm. or walk off the film mm. um, mm -hmm. and like entirely. So I would say if you're at a certain level, unfortunately, that's the only time that you can get away with, with that kind of behavior because if you are you know, just starting off and you pull that shit, word's going to get around. You're not going to get anywhere. Well, and I think if you're, if you're at, even at a certain age when you're older, let's say it's an older person you're talking about. I don't know who it is and we don't have to go there. But my thing is if you're really that kind of person and you're walking on set and everybody's on the eggshells, you probably shouldn't be doing it anymore. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know there's I mean? that way to look at it. And also like maybe they do love it and that's just how Hollywood was back then. And they don't like understand the changes or like the, ch I, 
I don't know. Yeah, I no, try to give people the benefit right. of a doubt, but exactly. But also, like, just be nice, dude. Like, right, everybody. Right. Chances are, for a person of that stature, everybody on set is getting paid way less than you. So if you're acting shittier than everybody else who is getting paid less and is there longer than you because they have to set up and tear down and everything. Right. You know, let's just check our egos. Let's check our reasons for doing this, you know, other than the money, obviously, is, you know, people got to live. But yeah, I mean, honestly, I would say that most of the people that I surround myself with and the people that I have worked with on set are positive people. We love what we do. We love the art. I love the experience of going to the movies. I sure. so miss going oh, to the movies. Oh, I do too. Uh, oh, I do too. God. Oh, just being enthralled in a, a and like lost in an experience. I know. A really great film, whether like no matter what the genre is, is like those are the with an audience, the, you know, with your fellow yeah. audience members. And well, let me ask you something, Aaron. Who are some of your favorite actors, male, female? Like, who are your top five? Like, if you could do a movie with anyone, I'm talking dead or alive, I don't care who they are. Who would be your top five? I hate top five lists, but... Yeah. Um, okay. Well, you don't have, you can give me 10. I don't care. Whatever you want to do. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I mean, you know, there's the obvious answers. I think like Meryl sure. would love of course. that. Yeah. Um, you know, Benedict Cumberbatch. Mm, um, yes. But also so many great actors that have found their, their way into... The Marvel Cinematic Universe, which I would love to be on screen for for any of those. Luckily, Atlanta is is sort of a hotbed for for Marvel projects. Some of DC as well, but right, um, right. Gosh, I love Christian Bale. I love mm, um, mm-hmm. uh, Morgan Freeman. God, would be a dream to be. Wouldn't he? Oh, with. he'd be fantastic! Wow, yes, yeah, yeah. I love Anthony Hopkins, Emma Thompson, all these mm. British people. Um, of course, Meryl Streep. You know, gosh, I, I love Brad Pitt. I I wish he would do some more film. I know that he's almost like the George Clooney. I don't want to get too old, kind of thing. But George Clooney's fantastic. I mean, all of these people yeah. that we all love that are really good good people. I mean, I've heard nothing but good things about him, you know, Jennifer Aniston, all these people that are just so lovely on set. You know, at any age, you've got to have people around you to help ground you because there's going to be things that happen, whether they're positive or negative in, in the media or in the public spotlight that are difficult to deal with or right. are yeah. just flat out wrong or whatever. Yeah, I've had a, um, a couple minor instances of that just with like TikTok stuff. Yeah, I was going to ask you if you've had any, like, little trolls or somebody going, oh, well, we don't like this or you're that or whatever, right? Yeah, definitely had some trolls or just some uh, negative experiences. Most everybody that I collab with and duet is wonderful, and, and that's why I keep working with them. You know, but I think there's ultimately, like, none of these people that I'm working with, unless I'm filming in person, like, I've never met these people, so... Yeah, I was going to ask you, when you do those duets, do you have to get their permission so that you can do a side-by-side with someone who's already actually filmed something or recorded something, and then you talk with them, but you're not really doing it live with them? Is that... Am I correct? Yeah, the way that TikTok works is um, you don't need, like, permission or anything to duet um the videos that i've done i've had a few duets where it was a conversation prior so the strategy was like okay you you know do your side of the video which can live and exist on its own on your channel without my duet but then i will come in and add a duet later to kind of fill out the story so i I try to (laughs) yeah try to make it so that like 
it matches their brand and also mine. So I've done a few of those, but most of the duets I've done have just been on my own. And, and usually what ends up happening is if I'm not in touch with that creator prior to doing the duet, usually we connect afterwards and maybe talk a little bit about like an idea that we have. But yeah, mostly it's me coming in and feeling like I have something that I can add with my with my writing and my idea for the sketch to either heighten the comedy or, you know, just add to the funny situation that and they've already... Th- yeah, and that's what I love about it. The creativity and your writing and your acting, It's it just comes full circle. It's so good. And the fact that you could just go in and just create whatever you want with something that's already been created... And, and just make it even funnier or even better. It's just so good. And I can't give you enough kudos for that because it's just so great. So let's tell my audience where they can find you, all your social media information. So I want everyone to know how to find you on TikTok. You're just too funny. Thank you. Uh, yeah, so you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, all the things at Aaron Goldie Boy. So that's A-A-R-O-N-G-O-L-D-Y. Boy, which is sort of a play on my last name. Goldenberg, also, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Goldenberg. And then um, it just sounds like Gold- Goldenberg with a really heavy, badly done New York accent. The Goldie Boy. <laughs> Um, now that's funny. Uh, there you go. But also, it was a it was a nickname that a friend gave me in high school. She always used to just call me Goldie. So when I was coming up with my first username for Instagram, I was like Goldie Boy. I like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Okay. Yeah. There you go, Goldie Boy. And you know what? You're right. It could be like a really heavy New York accent. <laughs> you have been a delight. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today, Aaron. I wish you all the success. And I, as soon as you become the big actor that I know you will, um, I want you back on. Because now I know you and I have your phone number. So there. <laughs> you do. You do. And I would be happy to come on. I, I love our conversation. And yeah, you know what? Fame, fame might be a little off. So let's just uh, plan before, before fame too. We can, we can just check in occasionally. We need to because you, you're just yeah. too funny. And uh, I may have to collab with you on TikTok because I need some more followers. So there you go. Yay. Anyway, <laughs> thanks again so much, Aaron. Of course. If you like what you heard, please leave me a five-star review. It'll help my podcast out and more people will be able to listen. Also, I am a novelist and write paranormal romance. All my books are available on Amazon.com, so check me out. And you can also reach me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you guys all for your support, and I'll talk to you next week.